Hi and welcome to today's episode of Help Help Happiness and as it's Sunday it's my weekly summary of what's been happening this week. Now this week has been one of a realisation that I have needed to adjust the approach um, necessary to help me move towards healing and ultimate aspects happiness. And on Monday in episode 58 I talked about needing to go deeper and I'd recognise that I have been making some relatively superficial changes to the way I do things, um, improvements in um, a variety of areas of my life that have contributed to me getting back up to speed, that's the wrong term, getting back to a state where I can feel I can function properly and contribute to the world in a positive way. But those have been relatively superficial. They've been the quick wins, the low-hanging fruit, if you like. And I realised in that episode that it's probably time I need to start diving a little bit deeper and get beyond the surface layer into some of those harder-to-reach, harder-to-find issues that need addressing. So that was Monday. Uh, On Tuesday, I had a visit back home uh, to visit family and whilst I was travelling around uh, the place where I grew up, it was interesting to reflect on, I think I use the term ghosts from the past, because the challenges um, that I'm facing now were probably laid down in that place as I wandered around. And so it was interesting just to reflect on that. And I was asking myself whether I needed to go back and fix what was laid down or do I just need to learn to manage the impact of those events and I, I'm not quite sure I know the answer in fact I might even need to do both and I think I, I probably came to the conclusion it probably is a combination of both but I'm still not quite a hundred percent sure so uh, on Wednesday I dug a little bit deeper and got back into the book Learned Optimism by Martin Seligman and there was a quite an extensive 48 question survey that I that you could take to identify where you are on the optimism pessimism scale so I took that test I've been putting it off um, I'm not quite sure why I put it off but I did and uh, but I put it off and I came uh, funny did it and it came out that I have a score of five which unless you understand what the scale is means absolutely nothing and five puts in what what they say is the average range and I think that's average levels of optimism, which surprised me actually, given the challenges that I've been facing that seem to point towards a more pessimistic attitude. And I wonder whether there are other things that are not covered by this that may be at play. Maybe the low self-esteem, fixed mindset, trophy child approach to life is something that on top of an average optimism has caused the problems. I'm not quite sure, and only time will tell. But it was interesting to see that's how I rated myself. And it gave me a frame of reference of which to look at it. So the next day, I dug a little bit deeper into exploring what that score meant. And the succeeding chapter in the book where the questionnaire is goes into great length about explaining the different components of the analysis that gives you your score. And I looked at, or I discovered more about learned helplessness, um, the importance of... Um, optimism uh, and pessimism and how our explanatory style is 
um, our way of thinking about things and that probably is the link towards causes of learned helplessness and causes of depression. Uh, it talked about rumination uh, which is obsessive contemplation and there was a very interesting quote about the, the uh, pro progress from feeling helpless to going down into deep feelings of depression um, through the process of rumination. And then he talked about depression being cured. Not necessarily managed, but actually being cured because his belief was that the... And to quote him from the book, he says, my guess is that most depression starts with problems with living and with specific ways of thinking about those problems. And this is where the roots of cognitive therapy came in. And he believes that the cure is about getting to recognize those thoughts, identify their existence, and then dealing with them, interrupting them even, so that they don't have their impact on your mindset and the, your, your emotional state of being. Um, he, did, he did compare the use of cognitive therapy, which he says has been proven hands down through millions of dollars of research that it works. He said he compared that to the use of antidepressants. Antidepressants, he says, does, they do work. Generally, they do work. They do change the depressive mind into one that is less depressive. But he said the challenge with that is it's only temporary because the underlying cause of that depression hasn't been addressed. Cognitive therapy, uh, on the other hand, does, also, does the same. It deals with depression. But because you change the underlying cause, it doesn't come back. Now, I've always felt that my challenge has been one of behavior and not of chemistry. Now, I recognize that my behavior has caused my brain chemistry to adjust to one that might make me more susceptible to uh, darker thinking and pessimistic thoughts. But I've always recognized that it's the thinking and not a chemical, which is why I've refused to take um, antidepressants. And so far, that has uh, played out in this situation. I got to a very low point. Um, I haven't needed antidepressants. Um, I've been able to think my way out of it and I think I need to think my way into greater healing as well. So that was the episode on uh, on learned helplessness and optimism etc. And that was quite a powerful day for me reading that, that part of the book. It opened up the possibility of actually this is something that I can do. Um, now, in episode 62, the following day on, on the Thursday, uh, or Friday, I think it was, yes, Friday, um, I looked at pessimism because uh, he says that pessimism isn't necessarily a bad thing and that in its, it has uh, its proper place. And in fact, pessimists tend to have a greater grasp of reality compared to those who are fervently optimist. And I think I likened pessimism. A friend of mine said that someone who's pessimistic, he was referring to me, he said, you're like the canary in the coal mine, which is a way of describing the, the, cell, the protection mechanism that coal miners used to use before they invented all this technology that can identify poor quality atmosphere. Um, and that was quite comforting, I suppose, to recognise that my thought process does have value. And I went at great lengths to talk about how in the past that has been a challenge for me when interfacing with other people who may not have my 
same frame of mind. So then yesterday, which was Saturday, uh, was a very short episode because I had a letter from the NHS telling me that um, my therapy, it's on its way, but they can't tell me when. I think it's just a standard letter to keep me interested, although I think it's just a case of checking whether I, I still needed it because they could probably release the place for someone else. So that's been this week. Um, moving forward, uh, definitely moving forward, getting closer to dealing with it. Um, very excited by reading Martin Seligman's work. I've been doing more reading of that today and looking at the impact of optimism on things such as health, um, things such as uh, how you work, uh, and also looking at the sources of some of these causes. And interesting enough, there's a whole chapter on how the where depression may come from with chi with kids and those kids who who were brought up in a household where uh, divorce takes place or where parents were in conflict consistently are more prone to depression and of course um, my parents uh, divorced when I was three years old so maybe that's pointing towards why I might have these challenges but encouragingly he says that you just need to change the way you think and that will change the way you feel. So looking forward to doing that. So until tomorrow.